Hello and welcome to Scopy Radio. My name is Daniel Johansson. And I'm Maureen Smith. And today we are joined by Justin Hamer and Craig Silver of Schmiel. Thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, happy to be here. Both yeah. How's uh, your day going? It's going pretty good. Just just working. Yeah, yeah. We got a Schmiel earlier. Yeah. Um, I ate Victoria's um, Hangover Helper, which is like homemade French toast. Nice. Soaked in some booze with uh, scrambled eggs, nice. seasonal fruit. Yeah. I think you got it too, right, Jay? Uh, I'm getting it tomorrow, actually, but I've gotten it before. Cool. Yeah. Just, <laughs> so, before I ask you the question that I was about to ask, I would love to hear kind of what Schmiel is, what it's about. Tell me all about Schmiel. It's a homemade meal sharing app. So, basically, if you like to cook, you can post meals on the app and then your neighbors and friends can come over and pick up from you. Um, and all the meals are six bucks. So it's a way to get um, good food that's affordable, that's made by a real person. Yeah, and right now it's only in Chicago. So basically, yeah, homemade meals for cheap, yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and um, how you were mentioning before we started recording, but how long has the app kind of been running? Like, how long has like the testing process been and all that kind of stuff? Well, we started in August on the uh, iPhone App Store, so I guess that's been about what four months now on the store. And before that, we did I guess three months of testing uh, with a smaller group. Um, so been running for yeah less than a year now. Wow, hmm. we've yeah. been we've been working on it for for a couple years. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Just yeah, building for sure. it. Yeah. Took us a long time. Designing and building, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of I I think, you know, there are a lot of um kind of, it's kind of like entered the zeitgeist almost kind of like the idea of what app development can look like and like all the pr- preparedness that needs to go into it and like design aspects and all that. But this is an interesting thing to me because it feels like it's not I mean, I'm sure that like user experience and like how the app runs and all that kind of stuff was like paramount on the list of like of how that all works but i also go to imagine that when you start because like uber and like lyft there's like kind of a like plan for that already if that makes sense or there's like a do, do you know what i'm trying to say like there's a protocol i guess but like like a simple almost, yeah right like, yeah. right but like you're gonna have people making food in their homes and like it's almost like there hasn't been a platform for that before yeah, I think that's that's sort of a question we get a lot. Um, but there actually are a few platforms oh, doing yeah. the same thing already. So the first one we heard about was mealsharing.com, mm. which was um, also founded in Chicago. It's probably about five years ago. Okay. Um, there's also Josephine and Eat With. Um, very similar services to us. Um, the main difference with our thing is our focus on affordability. Mm-hmm. So those other platforms the let the cook set whatever price they want and they're usually you know above 15 bucks Mm -hmm. um if you've used eat with it might be like 50 bucks so oh wow yeah so we're the only ones focusing on affordability um like we said all the meals are six bucks yeah and mealsharing.com like they're all a little bit different like we focus on takeout meals like mealsharing.com is you go and sit at the person's in, in their dining room and right. and have a, a sit down meal, which which is great. We tried that a bunch of times before we got started. Right. Yeah. yeah, when we were first um, thinking about doing the idea, we did try meal sharing in Chicago. And we had an amazing meal. Yeah. This Thai guy was making uh, curries. I think it was called like Tale of Three Thai Curries. 
It's amazing food. Yeah, all of it. Like some of the best Thai food I've ever had for sure. Yeah. yeah. So we kind of took what we liked about that experience, like the food and like meeting the cook. He was really cool. We tried to like streamline it and take out the parts we didn't like, like we felt it was, you know, pretty expensive. Yeah. It's also like takes your whole evening and, uh, you know, it's maybe there's uh, some less accessibility, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean that's because that's a really interesting way of thinking about it because like that's another big thing, thing for y'all is that you do kind of like your own containers and everything, right? So it has not just the like your it's not like you have to sit in the cook's house and eat it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Yeah. 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 Since we've been using it a little bit, we've gotten to know some of the cooks, and some of them actually do like invite us in and like we'll hang right. out a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, the community aspect, just getting to know so many different people who are into the same stuff we are is great, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah I was actually going to ask, like, you know, there is an emphasis on, you know, take it and go, but I, I, you know, it's like you said, I would imagine that, you know, if you continually pick up from the same person a couple times, that eventually, like, that invitation could be an option. But I'm wondering, just like on its face, first time you meet someone, if there if there is an option for, like, hey, I'm making this meal, like, you can either come pick it up or you can come in. Uh, I mean, that's kind of not exactly like kind of we we do it the takeout way. That's our the way it goes. But I suppose it's it's in kind of an infant stage right now where yeah. that's not against the rules, but it's uh it's not necessarily the procedure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we, we want the standard thing to be just pick up and go. Yeah, the streamlined process, yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we you definitely kind of you kind of feel like you've bonded with a person after you like eat their food. Yeah. You like quickly go from like not knowing them to like feeling kind of close with them. Yeah, and I mean maybe it's a different example since we're the ones kind of uh administrating and whatnot, but um, you know, I find it it's less of the whole go inside and eat, but definitely like the second or third time I'll we'll chat, you know, that kind of thing. It, this is super interesting. So the, uh, uh, I have like two kind of, tan I always end up doing this where like, this is why I'm like a bad journalist. Cause I always have like <laughs> kind of two different directions that I want to go. I think what I'm going to go with is um, how, cause I, I got to imagine there's like some level of, um, like, is there like a, a rating system? Is there like a profile system for the chefs? Like how does there's both that kind yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, after every meal you'll you'll rate your experience with a cook. Um and yeah, the cooks do have profiles where you can see a picture of them. Right. And yeah. how many they served and what their rating is. Yeah. Cool. And, and yeah. read their and read a little bio. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Um cool. Then the other thing I was gonna say is that I think that <laughs> <laughs> The second one is, I really am curious uh, if you would, if either of you would mind kind of expounding on your understanding of accessibility. I can preface with like kind of the thing, like it's something we've talked about a lot on the show. We've talked about it a lot with relation to arts organizations, especially like my own personal kind of like soapbox that I like to get up on is talking about ticket pricing because it's something that uh, you know every other major opera company or major arts company or theater company or whatever is like we're gonna do this show that's like so relatable it hurts like it's just so relatable but then they charge like thirty or forty dollars a ticket and I think that um, something that it, that 
from hearing you talk about it and from how you're thinking about kind of like what you're trying to do, the term accessibility and affordability seem very linked. And I think that that's really important and is really something different. And so I'm kind of curious if that's a conscious thing and um, just basically kind of your thoughts on, on accessibility. Yeah, I'd say it's totally a conscious thing. Um, I mean, we're like our goal is to be in everyone's neighborhood. Yeah. You know, we want to have it be that accessible where the guy next door on your street, down the street, the guy in your building for a high rise downtown is cooking a six dollar meal, you know, at least once a week or whatever. Um, but yeah, the price, of course, right now, I mean, the app also is, is uh, compatible with Venmo. So basically people, you know, cool. you can kind of tie That's right in awesome. your Venmo account, you, you get on and six bucks, it's, you know, most people have that amount in their Venmo account, you know, not everyone, of course, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like it's a reasonable amount, it's affordable, it's, uh, so yeah, 100%, we want to be accessible for everyone, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, affordability is definitely one of our key goals and one of the reasons why we want to do this, um, making food affordable for people. Um, and good food, healthy food. Good yeah. food, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we wanted to tackle a big problem, and we kind of think if you don't know how to cook for yourself, there's really no good options out there for you for affordable food. Mm. You can go to McDonald's or Taco Bell. I, let me preface that by saying I love <laughs> McDonald's and Taco Bell, but you don't want to eat there every day. No, right, yeah. You a lot can of do people that. do, yeah. So yeah. many people eat McDonald's every day. Yeah. Well, and because it's affordable. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's like, for some people, like, that's <laughs> all they say about it. And like, it's on the corner. You know? Exactly. It's, yeah. it's super easy, yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, we don't really think anyone else is trying to tackle affordable food. It's like us and, like, Soylent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Soylent. Which I haven't tasted it, but it's probably option. terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's probably awful. I've heard yeah. it gives you a lot of gas. That's... <laughs> it also just like it's so it's amazing because this idea that the this like schmiel is very much the like opposite of that it is like the kryptonite to soylent because soylent is this like i mean sure it's like if you if you want to be productive like if you're a coder like if you need that that experience of just like enter nutrients if you don't care about being a human and like enjoying your day yeah. like soylent yeah, That's great. right. But this is like, <laughs> meet a person, enjoy a culture, try someone else's food. I like that. Go, is, go outside. Really Explore a new neighborhood. Go outside. Yeah, yeah. I've been seeing all over Chicago. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah. And I, the other thing that's really interesting about this, too, um, is it also like the restaurant and food industry is, is so uh, intrinsically linked with linked with like poor labor processes. And this almost like kind of cuts that out, which I think is. Like, a, like, it's not something that you, I, I, as I've been thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, like, from a, like, like a, because the way that it seems like you also really care about treating the chefs well. Like, it's not just about, like, the consumer experience, it's also about, like, it's a very mutually beneficial experience it, it feels like is that kind of a is that also kind of a thought in yeah like say that like definitely along the lines of always been thinking how everyone will always tell you it's a terrible decision to start a restaurant you know right. like it's one of the hardest things to break into like to start a successful restaurant so yeah this kind of makes it easy mm -hmm. yeah, i mean obviously you're not starting a restaurant but it makes it easy to serve food yeah yeah because i mean daniel and i are both good cooks um we you know for of the past year we've been hosting people uh, you know to come over and eat our food every Sunday night and like 
it's to the point like we make really good vegan Italian food and um, which is awesome but um, and it's to the point where they've been like you should do like a food truck or and we're like the logistics behind that are bananas like in what world could we do that (laughs) and it's and I'm sure that there are in fact as you've seen as I'm sure you've experienced there are so many people and because you mentioned untapped talent that are like yeah I mean I could absolutely make a killing but there's just how would I even start to do that mm-hmm. there's definitely a ton of inefficiency in the in the food and service industry me and Justin both have um, some background as servers like we both worked in restaurants mm. and that was definitely a part of the inspiration for the app yeah. just like looking at the inefficiency of Certainly. of restaurants yeah, yeah that I uh that is actually really interesting to me. Um, sorry, I like kind of I'm like this. It's just so exciting. I'm now like trying to think of of which questions to ask. You know what I mean? Because it's just like it's just so different. Yeah. No. What? What? A, what? So, as a person who applied to be a cook on your app, what I thought was cool was first of all. Like, you go in and, like, pretty much all your questions are answered pretty much immediately. You're like, how do you, how do you get around, like, the fact that it's in somebody's home? And then you, like, read the user agreement and it's like, you're fine with it being in someone's house. Like, do, like you're fine with it. And then you hit agree and you're like, okay, great. <laughs> like, yeah, right, there right. goes that. Yeah. Um, and then um, you're like, how does this even work? And you're like, oh, v-. like, it's just, it's a very, it is a very smooth and efficient system and what i also like is that part of the application process is that people from the company come look at your kitchen to make sure that it's not a trash heap which is awesome yeah i mean right now it's so small like we're definitely on top of everything safety is our main concern as well as transparency you know we want to make sure kind of i'm glad that you you know were able to understand that from going through and and going through the process um but we want to make sure everyone knows that these are cooked by not professional cooks, people in their home, in their kitchen. So we want to make sure everyone's aware of that and uh, and realizes that that's a good thing, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, what you were saying about the um, everything being intuitive and the sign-up process being smooth, that's sort of a credit to Justin. He's done, like, an amazing job um, developing the app. So thank you. Yeah, good job, Jay. Appreciate that. <laughs> well, yeah, and I, I think that's kind of what I'm also really interested in is, like, what... I'm wondering if you could speak on the thoughtfulness it takes to do this kind of a project, because it seems like it's it's daunting. It's about two years, you know. It's like yeah. uh, two years of working really hard every day, um, and you know you do a lot of uh, a lot of work that seems like it's for naught. You know, a lot of redos, a lot of mm-hmm. that kind of thing, a lot of. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it just a lot of a lot of talking through it. It's much different. It looks a lot different than it started. That kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, um, I think. From our perspective, we have like a leg up on a lot of other um, similar type of apps because we're like our own biggest users. We just like, we're, yeah. yeah, like we we get a ton of feedback, but like we're the number one users. And yeah, we just each got up to 200 schmeals eaten uh, for each of us. Cool, so, nice. So yeah, we can we we can see what's working, what's yeah. not. Is there like a badge on the app for that? Is that like yeah, like in the menu, it just shows how many you've got. Cool, yeah. that's both, cool. both cooking and eating. So yeah, cool. So I'm interested um, from a 
you know, if let's say that somebody's listening to this podcast and is like, damn, like I'm so interested in cooking for this app. How, like, what should they expect? Like, what should, how should their kitchen be set up? Like, well, I wouldn't say you have to do anything extraordinary. I'm, I would just say that, um, you know, you got to be ready to cook five or six meals at this point and uh, do, do what you've been doing mostly. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we don't do like a formal inspection at this point. We we come and we meet all the cooks. Cool. We check out their kitchen and we kind of ask ourselves, like, would I be okay eating from this place? Yeah, that's where it's important that right now Craig and I are very much, you know, it's only operating in Chicago. We're very right. much, we know every cook. We uh, we meet them, we eat all their food and, and kind of like seeing what we need to do over time. Like it's obviously, uh, like I said, it's still, still in its beginnings. For sure. Well, that kind of hits on another really... Uh, interesting thing that uh, we've been talking about and thinking about a lot lately, which is the idea of of building sustainable and manageable growth. Like I think that a lot of um, businesses and, and, and new businesses and uh, want to go national very quickly, and the idea of doing something locally, the idea of doing something could, which can feel like sometimes like it's in a bubble, but it, it allows for you to do that kind of trial and error thing. Um, is that, I, I keep do, asking questions in this way where I say something and then I'm like, is that something that you've thought about? But is that something that you've thought, like, is that, was that kind of like a, where you're like, we're going to keep, like, in, in what way have you been like, we're going to keep this to Chicago, you know? Well, by, by what we're able to do right now, but we always thought that Chicago was a good city for it, just in terms of, uh, you know, people love food. It's very multicultural. Mm -hmm. um, people actually like each other. Yeah. They actually yeah. like their neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just something about it. Like, I was living in San Francisco when we thought about the idea. Well, I'd been living in Chicago before with Craig, and then I moved away for a year and a half, and it was during that time that he had called me up with the idea, basically, or, you know, we would talk on the phone once in a while. And uh, it just kind of stuck with me maybe for, like, I want to say even, like, four to six months, where after that point I kind of came to a crossroads and decided to move back to Chicago to work on it. Yeah. So, like, it's the type of thing that just seemed like a good idea after that length of time and still does, so, yeah. That's an interesting, so in what way, because that's like the perfect metaphor for it, you know, like I, I commend, not commend, but I think it's interesting that your life lined up in a way because that's so, that's so the discussion that, that's going on in kind of like the Silicon Valley idea, the like app development idea of like, is it San Francisco or bust? Like in what, was there like a pros cons list for you all as far as like where to start this thing? Like in what ways, what drew you to Chicago for this? Um, well, I, I mean, we, we love it. We love Chicago. Um, we love it here. I'm not that familiar with SF. I have not gone there. Justin lived there for a while, but we, we just thought it would work here. Yeah. So that it had the right vibe. There's so much like crap out there, you know, just like so much stuff like this. It, it can get lost very easily, but I think in Chicago, uh, you know, you yeah. can identify with Chicago in a way like we want to be like, we definitely identify with Chicago. Like kind of, we're saying all those points about it's a food city people are, are good people generally like nice people uh, and all different types of people yeah we felt like people would get it here mm -hmm. um and if we can go back to soylent for a sec i think soylent is sort of a san francisco thing yeah, mm. yeah. and schmill is our yeah. like chicago that's good that's good <laughs> just like of affordable heavily. food yeah yeah like heavily customer service based have like personality like it's just it's really commendable i like I, and i i don't mean to like just keep 
being like it's really commendable but it's just free, like yeah. it's rare yeah, that we get to like that. sit and be like this is just this is just good you know what i mean nice. like um i'm interested in the sustainability aspect of it because you provide um schmiel speci specific containers mm. um, hey, and do I'm you guys want to check them out they're yeah sure. that'd be, over here. oh that'd be awesome yeah Looking at containers. Bum, 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 yeah. bum, so the bowls are they're bagasse bowls. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but they're like a sugar cane pulp. Oh bowl. wow! So those are those yeah. are compostable, and the lids yeah. are recyclable. These are compostable. The bowls. That's the classic kind of yeah. like uh, corn husk or something. Is that what it is? Right. Bagasse. Yeah. Yeah. Picture for those at home. Picture just the like any kind of hip freshy some to go freshy yeah yeah, yeah 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 the kind of like cardboard bottom almost like it almost looks like the chipotle bowl uh but i bet i believe that it's probably no, it's chipotle is is way better it's like a it's like a uh, boat kind of chipotle yeah but i think it's the uh, same round uh, material yeah yeah maybe well, not and the this same is material, like sturdy and i feel yeah. like it wouldn't get too hot it holds up well yeah yeah this one's good i like this container for sure yeah this is i guess the rest of the presentation Although i'm not sure i love these but they're made from plants we, kind of we don't love them yeah yeah Oh. There's some sacrifices to being made from plants for, <laughs> for a container. Thanks, plants. Um, Thanks, plants. These are the same. Um, this is the same company that makes those like um, cold cups that kind of, if you leave ice in them for too long, they kind of like wilt. But yeah. that's that's not a criticism of these at all. But it's oh, like no. it's just a. So nice. I'm I'm holding a a palm-sized plastic container in my hand. I'm I'm wondering. Is this like that's that's the sauce uh, cup, by the way? That's not the food. <laughs> Three and a quarter ounce. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. No, <laughs> just to clarify. Like, tiny, yeah. tiny. Right. No. Um. Cool. So this would be for like a salad or something, and then this would be for dress or like I guess for whatever you want. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we kind of like the kind of when you were talking about the two years of uh, design and planning and development, definitely like containers were a big, you know, point of Probably, emphasis yeah. for okay. sure. Like, went through lots of containers, lots of container shopping, lots yeah. of. Uh, looking at containers yes cool and you've got the like this is the like That's what, what someone could put their name here you could write something yeah sometimes we'll like draw a little picture there cool there's like a yeah. little there's a, like a little blank white space on the lids yeah just for your listeners yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've, yeah we've, describing we've, physical objects is podcast gold it's yeah we've, <laughs> we've got a, that's our saying on the show it's, yeah always <laughs> um I can put you guys on the spot for a second. Yeah, sure. Um, can do you guys know what the logo is? Can you tell? Is it a is it a pig? Yes. Nice. Well, wasn't that hard of a question? Sometimes <laughs> people don't know. I would say like twenty percent of people it's do a cute not pig. know. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what made you go with the pig? Um, we were trying to think of a of an app icon. I think I was at this place, Heaven on Seven in the loop my boss took me there and they had like yeah. a blue dog i was like a blue dog is awesome we should have something like that and then we were like you know pigs love to eat and they're cute yeah yeah like lovable it, it's food but it's not you know like right yeah. Yeah. well and they're very like german i imagine that pigs like efficiency and like you know they're smart yeah, they're yeah. smartness they're like, is underrated very yeah. smart they are yeah. very smart yeah, yeah that's yeah. very true that's always the, i that's always the like 
this is, I don't know why I'm, I'm now choosing this moment to, like, complain about veganism generally, but, like, that's something that I always feel like is the wrong way that, not that this is, like, a, a veganism thing, uh, interview, but it's just the, like, I think that there are a lot of people that, like, talk about veganism and promote veganism in this very, like, like, yes, animal cruelty is terrible, and violence against animals is terrible, but, like, I've already gone vegan. Like, I don't need to see crying pigs. Like, I can't, like, I can't deal with that. Like, that's, like, and, like when people just share a lot of stuff like that, that's like always really hard for Like, into vegan groups, me. and it's like, we're already, mm. we get it, we're already vegan. Like, we, right, don't need right. to, we don't need to see it. Yeah, that's really what it is. And, and, cause I, that's what, I, and I always think of that. I'm sad that I, I'm really glad that you're reclaiming the pig, is my we, point here. We try to make it clear that the pig in the logo is not food. It is an eater of food. Cool. You're not gonna eat the pig <laughs> in the app. You... The pig is the one eating, yeah. basically. Yeah, the pig is your friend. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Does he have a little name? I don't no, think we have no, one yet. Yeah. If you guys want to think of one, you yeah. text us. Yeah. Hashtag Schmiel. It. The name. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, so are, are you also, like, cooks on the app, or are you consumers totally. of the food? Um, definitely cooks as well. Yeah, we, I mean, that was definitely part of the uh, inspiration of the app is that we both love to cook. Um, and we definitely started out cooking more, but as mo more cooks have joined, I've been cooking less just because I've been eating more of their food. But, mm. but uh, yeah, we love to cook. Do you have a, um, like, a go-to suggested recipe type, maybe? Does that even make sense? Or is it just pretty much just like... We've thought about it, um, but we haven't done anything official like that. Yeah, but I mean, some kind of protein, some kind like of grain and the, veggies. The bowl design of the the container was s like somewhat of a thought of like these either salad or bowl type uh, dishes, mm -hmm. but definitely doesn't need to be that. Like you know, most of the stuff that I do is, for instance, I do like the salmon with the Brussels sprouts and potato on the side. Like you know, me yeah. meals, main course and sides are also. We also have soup containers. Uh, soups in the winter are obviously more popular. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I have a vegan meal posted right now that's white rice and a sweet potato lentil curry. Oh, um, yeah. So that kind of thing, like rice and something yeah. on top of it, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Do you find that people are posting the same meals over and over again, or are they mixing it up, or is it a combination of both? Definitely a combination of both. I mean, I would say... Uh, but also people well it, it's also too soon in a way to, to right. know exactly because mm -hmm. we've only been going for four or five months or whatever but um, yeah, it's been a combination some people like people will post the same things and then they'll be like oh, I want to do something new so it's a combination yeah where did the name come from um I think I said it to Justin as a joke and yeah. he was like yes we were over at um, Vapiano okay and we kind of have you guys been there? Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's sort of a different kind of service place. You go right up to the cooks and order from mm -hmm. them. They like cut out the wait staff. So I think that was part of our inspiration to like make this thing affordable maybe. Mm. But anyway, we were talking about the $6 thing. And I think I said to Justin, like, it should be, the name should be like a, a verb, like, like this, but not this, schmeal. And then he was like, let's. Yeah, he said it should be something like schmeal, but not schmeal. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, it's like, it's and let's just do Schmiel until we think of something better. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking about this the other day with, um, I think, your, cause your cousin Maddie 
has an app idea. And I, we probably shouldn't give it away on the on the podcast. We should absolutely like, not give it away. She would like, absolutely yeah, kill yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, it's you gotta give it away. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm preparing for Maddie to kill me, but go for it. Oh no, I wasn't, I, we don't have to. But basically, just like the idea of how apps are named is super interesting. Like a lot of, I think there, we we started realizing that a lot of them actually have a lot more to do with like the service that it's providing than than, than not. Right. Like like people like there were just like people were trying to think of cases where the name of it doesn't like imply what it does. I mean, like, Uber. Right, yeah, and I think, but, like... If, like, you if you approached someone on a desert island and was like, hey, there's this thing called Uber, tell me what it does, they'd be like, I don't... Mm. Right. I don't know. We, then, yeah, we, we, we should say, like, the most common interpretation is of Shmeel is sharing sharing a meal. That's oh, what I thought it was. Yes. Yeah. So we, we don't, like, try to make it narrow like that like we yeah. think it's open to interpretation i don't think that i thought of that at all for until <laughs> someone told me maybe months later so yeah yeah that's always fun when that happens when it's yeah. like you get to see other people's perception of what it is that you've created yeah right and we try to leave it open-ended yeah yeah it's got to be such a surreal feeling after spending two years and, and doing all the development and stuff for it to be like you've now had over 200 meals like, yeah, like I was always saying when we were making it, like I'll be really happy if one person cooks yeah, and I get right. to eat one meal. So anything after that's been been gravy, you know. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So L- literally gravy. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think there's yeah. been some gravy. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are the um, uh, Moody's Moody has jumped up on both of their laps and it's glorious. It's totally um, cool. But um, long-term goals. Do you want to stay in Chicago or do you want to? eventually spread to other cities well of course we're looking to spread uh, eventually you know if, if it's good once it's ready uh, to other cities um, but yeah right now we're definitely focused on Chicago uh, and making it good essentially we, we still have the Android version to come out um, hopefully soon and uh, also it's just on iPhone right now. just on iPhone right now that's yeah, definitely important but within definitely within the first part of this year we should have Android going that's so cool yeah, is that like a, a an extremely extensive process? The like, yeah, it's you know doing everything again. It's right, just right, kind of yeah. separate. Yeah, so wow. it's kind of uh, yeah. I do. I'm not envious of of you, and I commend you like deeply for that. Yeah, it's it's obviously a lot of work, but it's uh, it's kind of like you're saying to be seeing the fruits already from mm. our first version, just already be eating the food. It's motivation every day to keep going. You know, so yeah. What is um. Like, what do you two have, like, what is your background? Like, what you said that you both have serving experience, but, like, um, did you go directly from restaurant work to developing this app, or kind of what was the journey of arriving here? Um, for me, I, I studied marketing and, and have been doing design since high school, so I was serving for a while when I first moved to Chicago, then I got a full-time gig doing marketing and design and mm-hmm. social media and stuff. We started working on Shmeel nights and weekends, and then we both eventually left our jobs to focus on full-time. Yeah, yeah, I've been working doing like web development for a company doing uh, basically like large-scale human resource sites, so it wasn't that exciting. Um, so it was uh, a fun change, but I hadn't done any app stuff, so it was a lot of learning for sure, um, which is another reason why it took so long. 
That's super interesting, though, and I think that's something that a lot of uh, design folks can uh, relate to, is, like, having to do something that conceptually is so not, can, can be so not creative, the idea of, like, human resources. Like, what, how, was, was the, like, coming to, because I remember this is actually a similar question that I asked Zach, who uh, was a graphic designer we had on in a bit, but, like, was there just kind of, like, a, a moment of, like, like how, what was the because I, I, I believe that coding and kind of app development and all is a very creative experience it seems um, especially in the in the details um, was there is this was this project like much more like in what way was the, what am I trying to ask like how what was the kind of like flow of creative energy like Whew, yeah, there was lots of flown for a while. I mean, it was kind of like I, I was saying earlier about how Craig had told me this idea like a long time before we started working on it. Yeah. So maybe there was a lot of flow already in that period um, mm -hmm. of just, and, and it's something that we wanted personally. Like we didn't really know if anyone else was going to want this. We just knew that it's something that we thought should be there. Um, and we wanted to just kind of put up the app and start cooking and see what happens. So, um, so in terms of the creative flow, I mean, that was kind of the goal that we were driving towards and uh, just trying to design towards that. Yeah, yeah, it was fun for us. It was it was definitely like a purely creative thing. And when you're doing like your nine to five job and then you leave and, and you get to work on something that's just for yourself and there's only two of you doing it, it feels amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was fun. So it was fun, yeah. But yeah. so like starting at it with it from like this is just something that I, I wish existed for me like was there a moment that you were like oh no this has mass appeal like was it as people started signing up to cook or, or was there a different moment well he was doing like some marketing before there was an app which i think you were kind of telling me people will come you know <laughs> yeah. doing, like some one-to-one -one, um instagram messaging just sliding in the dms with okay. a ton of cooks <laughs> yeah yeah just like if you were posting pictures of your food in chicago I was in your DMs being like, hey, what, what do you think of this app? Like, maybe you should cook for us. Yeah. Like a year before we launched. Yeah. Um, and yeah, people were into it. So we we're like, yeah, maybe, maybe so, it'll work. Yeah. What, what were some, do you remember any of the highlights of that kind of like early market testing? Like any highlights really? that like, no, no yeah, I, I was just it, spamming yeah. people and yeah. some people would be like, what are you talking about? And then other people would be like, that's amazing. Yeah, definitely a lot of skepticism maybe. For sure. That's natural, yeah. I mean, Instagram really, lends itself well to that uh like really weird i'm really intensely putting myself out there spamming feeling yeah. the most experience this, this was before instagram had the second inbox where mm -hmm. you had to request access to message people so mm -hmm. people would just see my messages now i don't think that would work yeah there's well. been a major i remember like that was actually my first experience with the first iteration of the magazine actually it was mostly an instagram thing which is like posting photos that i took in, in chicago or whatever but there was a there's a, been a severe like a serious change in the way that like instagram functions and it's what's been great is seeing projects like this and projects like a lot of different projects that you can tell it's this it's a very similar creative energy for the folks that were just kind of like making whatever photo and posting whatever hashtag and, and finding each other in, in that. And I think there still is, I don't mean to like completely shit on Instagram. Like I think there still is some of that, but like, I also think that the inability to have as powerful of an outlet has made it so that like people are just wanting to make their dreams manifest, you know, which I think is 
like like awesome and like we all should lift that up and like look out for it. and i think that's something that is so powerful about shmiel like the idea of it at all is, is that it's it is so like people helping other people you know it's very people first which is cool i'm interested um so as you were developing this app were you thinking about because you know chicago is a city of neighborhoods and each neighborhood has its own culture it has its own energy you know different you know pretty specific mm. people are attracted to different you know living in different neighborhoods i'm wondering if you had in mind any neighborhoods that you were like i bet a bunch of people in this neighborhood are going to be super into this versus you know what you've seen so f like ha were your predictions correct mm. we had some theories for sure um we thought like maybe the most densely populated areas would be the best um we did the logan square farmers market a couple times oh and the reception was great um, yeah and so far that's been our best neighborhood logan yeah. square yeah so maybe like yeah looking for young people are more maybe into the apps and the technology stuff but that that definitely hasn't been the case even i'd say but so yeah it has been different than we say even um you know up here in uptown there's been more action than I would have thought, but maybe that's just because I don't really spend much time up here. I, I noticed that there was some action in Uptown because when I first opened the app, it, it automatically navigated me down to like Ukrainian Village and I was like, oh, well, you know, Wicker Park, Ukrainian Village, that makes sense. But then I toggled, I, I just enjoy that word, toggled up, <laughs> up to our neighborhood and I was like, oh, wow, there's like a lot of activity, which doesn't, I guess, surprise me because like we live here, we like know the type of people who live here and like, mm -hmm. of course you know well uptown like specifically like kind of which is we're on the west side of uptown like east uptown like really what makes uptown uptown is is that accessibility and not just accessibility like how we talked about it like affordability and i feel like that is something that because the that i think is what is so unique about this and something that i think and I, I already, I'm going on to a tangent where I can tell it's not going to end in a question. It's just going to end in me complimenting you. So, like, sorry about that. No, but we're like, excited for this compliment. Um, but I, I think that it's something that I think we, like, folks that are developing really need to think about more, which is the idea of finding that middle ground between something that, I'm just going to say it like this, something that appeals to white people and something that appeals to not white people. So something that appeals to people with money and something that people appeals to people without money. Like there's, there are, these things exist. Like there are ways to develop. There are ways to like, like reach out and work together. And that is very much, and, and you know, there are just simple solutions like being like, it being in someone's home, like even low-income folks to some extent have a kitchen, you know, or, or, or have access to one. Like, like it, uh, the fact that the meals are affordable is like a huge point in that column as well. And it's, that's not something that, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's not, it's, it's, yeah. I, I wonder yeah. what, what do you think, like, in what way do you feel you've been afforded to make decisions like that like what well i feel like it kind of reminds me like people are always saying technology is breaking us apart but For you know sure. we're trying to use technology to bring people together here so mm. that's i feel like that's my interpretation of what you're saying in that a way. makes a lot of sense to me um but yeah like i mean even with you know the greater uh, idea of what's going on in the world everyone seems to be going against each other but personally just with what we're doing like i've felt like a 
bigger part of the community than I've ever felt. So, I mean, there's definitely a strong aspect of community with what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. What's, uh, what I think is so cool, and we touched on this earlier, but I'm, what's interesting to me is the idea of this being a tool for, for people who don't cook. Because when I worked in an, like, I worked in an office for five months, and it was the only time I ever worked in an office, and I hated it. But I, um, <laughs> but I was, I was really interested by the type of people I met, because I'm, I'm used to being surrounded by artists or people who work in restaurants, and, and generally those people can cook, can, you know, know their, you know, can, are, they can cook. Um, but in an office where people, you know, they leave their houses at 7.30 in the morning and they maybe don't get back to their houses at 6 p.m., like, they're not thinking, like, oh, you know, I need to cook something. It's like, it's like, all right, let me just hop on Seamless. And, you know. Totally, yeah. And I, you know, there have been times where I've done that, too, where I've just been like, whatever, I'm just going to look on DoorDash or whatever. And I end up spending, like, thirty dollars which is ridiculous i could get an entire week's groceries for thirty dollars and just the thought of and so yeah this breaks that this breaks that yeah this this is and that's i kind of you know because i i want to what i want to say is like we really should like work against whatever it is that is making that the former thing, the thing that you're bringing, but it's also like, I mean, what what is it that I, I don't know? I don't really know where I'm what I'm trying to get to here, but I, I just like what? How do we implement? What? How do we do more of this? Like, how do we support? I, I mean, I guess just finding each other. You know, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. What well, do you have any thoughts on, on my weird uh, ramblings at this point? I was just gonna agree with what you were saying. Like, when you get home at seven o'clock from your job yeah even if you do even if you are a great cook you don't feel like like whipping something up mm-hmm. you're so tired from the day you just want to like hang out on the couch mm-hmm. and yeah get delivery or something which we get um but yeah you should use meal instead <laughs> <laughs> like well what i like about it is that you can set a pickup so let i want to talk a little bit about the process of how this works so mm. If you are hungry and you open the app, what are like how how do I get from I'm hungry to I am holding a meal? Well, I guess at that point there would need to be one that's available at that time, which as of now there's been at least one a day usually. But um, so you go on the app. Um, the the menu comes up at first, which kind of looks like an Instagram feed. This is another right um, describing something visual. For yeah, the pod. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you're doing great though. Yeah. <laughs> at first, it comes up kind of looks like Instagram. Uh, <laughs> so you can kind of scroll through all of the active meals, all the ones in order of what day. The first ones that are today would be first. So at that point, if you're hungry, see what's coming up soon. You, you tap the meal, then it would go, and the next screen would show you a list of the times with 15 minute increments. So when the cook posts the meal, they'll say. I'm cooking from six to nine at night. So then you could choose any 15 minute block in there. Uh, and then you would um, enter your payment method if you haven't already and then order the meal. And then the, so then the cook would receive it in a text message. Um, and then they go on the app, prove it, and then it's on. <laughs> yeah, then you get the pickup address and, and yeah. then, you, then you go over and pick up. Yeah. So like, 
What's cool to me is that like if you're at work and you're like, I know for a for a fact that today was hell and that I'm not gonna be able to cook when I get home, mm. you could open the app and be like and like pretty much follow your train line. Oh, yeah. And be like, Oh, like I get off at Berwyn, but at the Wilson stop, there's like if I get off at Wilson and walk a block, I could pick up from this guy, I'll probably be there at five thirty. So then I'll, you know, set a pickup for 5.45, go. Like, totally, yeah. Yeah, and there's there's a chat system built into the app so that mm. people can kind of communicate. Um, you know, life happens is definitely the way things have gone. People are late for stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anything can happen, so we have that there. Um, and also, you know, people can kind of, uh, there's kind of a system, like, say I always tell the cooks, like, it can be cold. I'm probably going to read it when I get home. So that kind of thing is uh, makes that process a little easier, I would say. Yeah. Cool. We actually only have a couple minutes left. What? I know. (laughs) Um, So the last thing we do with all of our guests is actually a one minute plug for anything they have upcoming. Sometimes that's very obvious, like, I don't know, people going and downloading an app and checking it out and (laughs) finding out more about what you do. Um, Otherwise, we also love hearing about folks that you want to shout out that are doing dope work, any kind of work. Um, and we also love hearing about just kind of like general self-care things. Um, any TV mm. shows, movies, books, musics, anything you're consuming. Yeah, we've been really focused. All of our cooks are doing some dope work, definitely. Anything? I don't know. Um, yeah, I wish we knew this question before. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to my friend uh, Michael. He's working on this... Um, this uh, bookmarking website uh, called Slinky. It's oh, really cool. cool! Yeah, that's really cool. Um, like for like for books or like for book like website. It's for like websites. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and then what have we been consuming? I really like this podcast, The Sporkful. Mm. If you guys like food? You should check that one out. Yeah, that's super popular. Like he doesn't need a shout out. Yeah, <laughs> we should just keep this about us. Yeah, <laughs> Android version coming soon, and the uh, iPhone on iPhones now. Yeah. Cool. I, think, I can think of a few more shout outs if you guys don't mind. Uh, yeah, yeah. We have this dream um, to use um, uh, the Twin Peaks song flavor in a video at some point. Yeah. So if anybody knows Twin Peaks yeah, and they're is listening a, a to Chicago this. Chicago band, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe send us a, a tweet or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we have this other dream. Um, that Theo Epstein might invest in us. Yeah, we met, we met Theo Epstein once uh, <laughs> at a bar. I saw your app. And yeah, he, in the app? He seemed like he was pretty into it. Like he yeah. said he cooks breakfast. He's, he seemed pretty receptive. Um, so if he wants to get in touch. Yeah. I, uh, I, so just I, a personal shout out for your app description in the Apple Store. Oh, yeah. Is, uh, like... They'll sh- they have reviews and it's like from Justin's mom right. and like from Theo Epstein. It's like, <laughs> like, yeah, I think the quote from Theo Epstein is, yeah, that sounds like it could probably work. Yeah, <laughs> we actually met him at a Twin Peaks concert. Cool. Yeah, cool. Cool. Yeah. Some, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Unauthorized that. quote. Uh, yeah. Well, but he did say I mean, that. he did say that. he'll he'll have to contact you to for you to take it down exactly so. it's win-win yeah, yeah right. so then that's and that's that's your in yeah exactly yeah. 
Cool. Well, thank you all so much for listening. I've been Dan Johansson. I continue to be Maureen Smith. If you want to keep up with what we are up to, there are a lot of ways you can do that. The first is to head over to scopymag.com. That's our website. We post all of our articles there, as well as all of our podcast episodes. Uh, you can also keep up with us on all of these social media places. On Facebook, that's Scopy Magazine. On Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Google Play, Radio Public, and iTunes Podcasts. We are under Scopy Mag, and we spell that S-C-A-P-I-M-A-G. And as always, I'm here to emphasize the importance of donations. We run on a shoestring budget. Everything that we've been able to do up to this point has been through your generosity. So first of all, thank you so much. Second of all, we could use a little bit more help. If you're in a position to give, you can head to our website, scopymag.com, and go to our donate section. There are a couple ways that you can give. First of all, you could do a one-time donation. If you choose to do that, you will have our eternal gratitude. Otherwise, for as little as $5 a month, you can support our mission of uplifting local arts and independent media. If you're interested in giving on a higher level or in advertising opportunities, please feel free to reach out to us at scopymag at gmail.com. So, give a little, give a lot, and if you can't give, then listen, participate, and share. Cool. Thanks again so much for listening. Go out and make something. Yep.